This exhibition is a world first. It hasn't been done before. I think it's great. I think the look and feel of it is fantastic. I really liked it. It's very, well, uplifting. Informative and um, really colourful. Really nice. I enjoyed it. Interesting, enlightening and uh, lots to think about. Lots of food for thought. I went into the Hearing Voices exhibition today and was just um, overwhelmed by expressions of hope within it. Before, all I really knew was what you see on TV or what, you know, the kind of stereotypes. And I don't think, I, I kind of accepted that it wasn't an automatic kind of indicator of craziness, but I hadn't even thought about things like the voices when you're reading and imaginary friends and things like that as all being part of the same continuum. So uh, it's really opened my eyes. The most memorable bit for me was the part where there was a screen that showed a person's lips moving and you can just hear the voice kind of just... It's like, it just completely fills your mind with kind of just speaking without stopping. It creeps up on you, but at the same time, it's like, wow. Just incessant thoughts. It was quite scary, like, standing there and, like, listening to it because, it's, you know, she speaks in a very specific way. So for me, I, I never really understood what voices inside somebody's head would be like. But for me, that kind of brought to life what it might be like for people who have that as an experience every day. I mean, my nine-year-old daughter was able to tell me that hearing voices was quite normal, and that was what she took away as the take-home message of the exhibit. So if a nine-year-old girl can do that, okay, she's quite smart, but still. <laughs> That's quite a lot of experience from being ill at 16. And the hearing voices, but uh, I just think it's nice meeting people and you know who are interested in voice hearing who don't see you as different. I know a lot about voice hearing because I'm involved in research since 25 years. The exhibition made me realize that the experience is much broader than I uh, thought, and I was very touched by it, especially the part that Paul Baker developed about the Hearing Voices Network, which I am very much involved in, but it challenges misconceptions very much because the creative power of what you can see here is so enormously and, and so touching, I think, that that in itself is a learning experience, I think. I think my highlight was the writer-in-residence asking me to um, sort of write about whether we hear voices or what situations like that kind of, yeah, gets you thinking about maybe the normalisation of hearing voices and how everyone might have it to a certain extent. Well, I'm a voice hearer myself. I think it challenges these stereotypes well because according to traditional psychiatry, if one heard a voice or voices inaudible to others, one was physically violent and mentally ill, whereas people as varied as Julian of Norwich, Samuel Beckett and others were all voice hearers. I don't have much experience with voice hearing myself, but I do have a sister with schizophrenia and she's told me about some of her experiences with voice hearing. Um, I think people definitely have this idea that people who hear voices are dangerous. But looking at the exhibition and in understanding that a lot of young people actually go through this thing kind of like reminds us that it's actually a normal phenomenon. It's not something scary or strange. So I really like that they brought in a lot of collaborators and young people to do this 
exhibition together because it's not someone who's far away who experiences this thing, but it's people around you who are experiencing it. I'm chaplain with uh, Northumberland Tyne and Weir NHS Trust. It's been so refreshing. I think that's the word I would use. And if this works, it's going to be life-changing for so many people, you know. It was absolutely brilliant. I think psychiatry is sort of at a watershed moment, and so it was great to sit down and chat with a sort of mid-career psychiatrist who was saying, you know, after 20 years, I can't see the value of the medical model, and so I'm here looking for new ways to approach the sort of work that I'm required to do. It's great that something like that can happen, that you can have expressions from voice hearers about the situation on display in a, you know, a library where people can come and view it. I think it's excellent. I think it's all about recognising emotions and having that opportunity to have emotions and not over-medicate people and support people and recognise what achievement it is to actually be standing here today and work on those strengths of, of what you've achieved. Not looking at the identity of mental health, but looking at the person as a whole, not, not just an illness or a problem or an issue.